This is Brother John Metter, and I greet you in the precious name of Jesus, and we're glad to be with you today. And I pray that everybody that's listening to the broadcast, you had a blessed Thanksgiving, and you were able to be with family and friends and be in the presence of God and enjoy the goodness that God has placed upon our nation. And we thank God for His love and His mercy and His goodness And we are very, very, very thankful and very glad to be back with you. And as I was meditating on the Lord this morning, been praying, reaching out to the Lord for God to give us direction on the broadcast today, the Lord began to deal with my spirit about a period of time in the world called the Dark Ages. And... I just looked up a little brief history, and I'm not going to get into a bunch of uh, facts that you're going to try to nail me down on facts. I'm just going to give some general information. But the Dark Ages came in, uh, what they call the Dark Ages or the Middle Ages, came in probably in the late uh, 500s to 600s and lasted to right around the 1500s. And the Lord began to deal with me, and as I looked this up, I began to see that it was because of the working of the Spirit of God. You know, if you search biblical history, and you go back to the Malachi the prophet, people will tell you, and it's pretty well confirmed in history, that from the time Malachi prophesied until in nearly 400 years or in the area of 400 years, there was no word from the Lord. There was no moving of the Spirit of God. And until Luke, the third chapter, where it says, And Annas and Caiaphas, being the high priest, the word of the Lord, came to John the Baptist, son of Zacharias, in the wilderness. And there had been no word from God. There had been no spiritual awakening. There had been no leadership of the Spirit of God. Everything after Malachi just kind of fell into a darkness and people just kind of, you know, went their own way and and done their own thing. And, and, you know, there's a a scripture. If I can find it real quick, it's over in 2 Chronicles. And I believe it's in uh, chapter 15. Let me see if I can find it here. And I believe it's... uh, Somewhere around verse 15, but I will, I will see what I can find and relate it to you here. It may not be that far down into the scriptures that I'm looking for. No, it's not that far down in. But anyway, in, uh, in 2 Chronicles 15 and verse 3, Now for a long season Israel had been without the true God and without a teaching priest and without law. Verse 4, But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought Him, He was found of them. In those times there was no peace to Him that went out nor to Him that came in, but great vexations were upon all the inhabitants of the countries And nation was destroyed of nation and city of city, for God did vex them with all adversity. 
Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Now, the reason I read this is because you can take this and you can identify so many periods in our history. You look what happened when uh, David became king and how... Uh, the people prospered under David and then under Solomon and they walked with God. But you go back and I think and you trace all the lineage of all the kings and I think there was 10 or 12 kings that uh, reigned on the throne of Israel after David or including David. And, and uh, there was only three or four of them that walked upright with God and done that, which was right in the sight of the Lord. Everything else was evil. Everything else was idolatry, paganism, uh, all kind of uh, sexual perversion. And it finally led to the downfall and destruction of Israel and God scattering His people across the face of the earth. And there was no real visitation or restoration, although God kept speaking by the prophets that there was coming a time that He would restore. There was coming a time that he would bring man back to uh, his will and to serving him. There's coming a time that God was going to visit man, but it it did not materialize and it did not come on the scene like people were looking for. And so when they got to the prophecy of Malachi, uh, he was speaking about, a restore, and he was speaking about a move of God there in Malachi 3. And so things were in darkness another 400 years. But when uh, John come preaching and come telling them that uh, baptism in water for the remission of sins, it caused a stir. It caused an uproar. It caused a mighty shaking and an awakening because... God had chosen a time to move. God had chosen a time to visit. God had chosen a time of visitation and great awakening and great stirrings by His Spirit, by His Word, by the unction. And people had been in darkness for so long. They were sick. They were diseased. It kind of like what you're reading uh, what I just read there. Everybody was in adversity. Everybody was in trouble. Nation was destroyed of nation. City was destroyed of city. God vexed people with all adversity because nobody was following the true and living God. Nobody had a priest to teach them right from wrong, good from bad, evil from ungodliness and uh, unholiness, uh, for holiness and righteousness. If you follow what I'm putting out here, there was nothing to guide people, nothing to guide them at all. And then here come Jesus stepping on the scene, preaching the kingdom of heaven, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And in Matthew, I know it's in the fourth chapter, Hang with me just a second, and I believe it's around the 15th verse. This is what the Word of God says. And the land of Zebulon, and the land of Nephilim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan and Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and the shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, 
for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. But I want you to notice, everything was in darkness. Everything was in deep despair. And on November the 12th, 2017, I remember this word of the Lord came to me. Uh, uh, I had visited a small church in Blue Ridge, Georgia. The word of the Lord came to me there. This word of the Lord came to me. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I have begun a new move of my spirit. I saw the despair of people when the Lord took me out in the spirit. I saw the heartache. I saw the heartbreak. I saw people did not believe in prayers were being answered. They didn't believe that God was moving. They kept hoping. They kept praying. But they could not see anything happening. And the Lord spoke to me and said, The people, out of verse 16, which sat in darkness, saw great light. And to them that sat in the region and the shadow of death, light is sprung up. And from that very time, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And you go over into Isaiah, and I never can remember, and I'm sorry, but I never can remember whether it's uh, chapter 60 or 61, uh, but I will jump over there and see and let you know... Uh, it is chapter 60 and verse 1. He said, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, the gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee, and the Gentiles, which are the heathen, the idolaters, the ungodly, those that have never heard the gospel, and the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. It was in that same time period in 2017 that the Lord spoke into my spirit, and he uh, gave me that scripture, and it's in 1 Corinthians uh, 6, and uh, I'm pretty sure it's 19. Hold on with me, and we'll go there. I didn't plan on God taking me this way, so I, I wasn't prepared. So let me see if that's where it was, and I will relay it to you. Uh, nope, it's not First Corinthians, so here we go again. It could be Second Corinthians. I'm always getting the two books mixed up. And I keep telling people, I said, somewhere I'm going to have a a long talk with Paul. When I get to uh, glory, I'm going to have a long talk with him and talk to him about all these first and second books that he put in the Bible. So I'm, I'm trying to get there. Hang on with me. I said, hang on with me. Hell, I don't know why, but my Bible uh, concordance won't let me go there. So hang with me again and we'll try it again. Uh, so, but the Lord began to deal with me about the heathen. Well, it's not letting me go there for some reason. 
don't know why, don't know what the situation is, but don't have time. But anyway, the Lord had spoken to Paul, a great door and effectual has opened unto you. Well, we all know that Paul went to the Gentiles. And it wasn't just a, a few days later, maybe a week, could have been ten days. No, it is for, oh, it's First Corinthians 16 uh, and 9. That's the reason it wouldn't let me do it. I had the scriptures inverted. Uh, for a great door and an effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. And the Lord spoke that to me probably about the end of November of 2017. And he uh gave me this scripture, For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. And I was on my way to Alabama, December the 13th. I remember it well because it was my mother's 93rd birthday. I was going to see her and surprise her. And... uh on the way over, my wife called me, and I had to pull, almost pull over on the side of the road because she began to tell me that she went into a place and began to talk to a lady she had known for four or five years, and the lady began to weep, and just uh, tears just poured down her face, and she started talking to her and uh, about the Lord, and the lady stopped and looked at her. She says, I don't know your Jesus she said, I am Buddhist. I don't know anything about your Jesus. And my wife was stunned and found out that woman had been in this country for 16 years. And nobody had talked to this woman about Jesus Christ. And as my wife talked to her and prayed with her, great peace come on this woman. Was there a miracle of healing? Was there some great light or sound or man? No, there wasn't. But a gospel of peace was ministered to her. And Jesus came and preached the gospel of peace. You know, the Bible tells us, I think it's in Romans 14 and 17, that the kingdom of God is neither meat nor drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, or something to that effect. I may not have it in the exact order, but it was peace. Jesus came preaching a gospel of peace, a gospel to bring peace to the earth and to bring peace to people's hearts and minds and spirits and souls. And we so need a gospel of peace preached today. And uh, as she was telling me that, tears filled my eyes. I got overwhelmed by the Spirit of God, and I was fighting back tears, trying to drive. And like I said, I thought I was going to have to pull over. And the Lord spoke to me, said, there is your heathen. You don't have to go to a heathen land. You don't have to go to another country. And I'm not against missionaries because I've done it myself. I've been in many foreign nations. But the Lord began to let me know it is right here in your nation. And as I studied on this, I found that ever since the 60s, which is uh, probably 50 to 60, going on 60 years, that <coughs> over 60 million people have immigrated to this country. Uh, I know a lot of them legal, uh, Ill, and that's not my point. My point is there are 60 million plus people in our nation that has brought in religions of idolatry and darkness. Religions of, uh, of, uh, uh, there's no God to them. There's no true and living God to them. And the Lord told me a year ago that it was time for these, uh, 
idolatry religions to be torn down for the light, the glorious light of the gospel of the kingdom to be preached uh, (coughs) into the earth. He said, these people live among you, they walk among you, they uh, shop among you, they work among you. He said, they eat among you. But when it comes to their worship, said they are in closed societies. uh, And it is time to start praying for doors to open. uh, And we are a a little bit open here and a little bit open there, but we are still praying for God to open a great door and an effectual, Paul said, is open unto me. And I know that this is going to cause a great light to shine. It is going to cause a great uh, and a mighty light to shine. And as uh, I was sitting there this morning, I began to see how that when the day of Pentecost happened, it brought such a working of the Spirit of God, such a mighty move of power where thousands upon thousands of souls were saved on the day of Pentecost. There was... Three thousand added to the church at one time. That formed the church. That made up the church. The Lord showed me uh, over two years ago, or right at it in August, that those in that upper room on the day of Pentecost was not the lay members of the church. That was your ministry. That was your uh, hierarchy. That was those that were gifted. Uh, God called them there to gift them, to anoint them, to give them abilities. Because by the time that day had ended, there was 3,000 people that had accepted Jesus Christ and were baptized that needed to be taught and ministered to and edified. And so that started a great move of God that there was great signs and wonders. They were ministering in the temple daily and they went house to house breaking bread and great signs and wonders were done by the hands of the apostles. And they saw a mighty, 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 mighty visitation of God's Word and Spirit. Let me see if I can get over there to the book of Acts and see exactly what it says. Yeah, verse 41 in Acts chapter 2. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. In the same day there was added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. The wonders and signs were a witness to the unbeliever. It was a witness to the heathens. It was a witness to the unbelieving Jews that have heard for years that the Messiah was coming. It was a witness that Jesus Christ was the Messiah, and all that believed together had all things common. And they sold their possessions and goods and parted into all men as every man had needed. It's talking about uh, they parted their goods and they gave to the ministry. They gave uh, to those men that God had chosen to declare the gospel. Uh, And verse 46 says, And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat uh, with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God uh, and having favor with all the people and the Lord Lord added to the church daily, uh, such as should be saved. Uh, that's what God done, and that's what God means to happen. Uh, there has got to be a restoring uh, of 
the gospel that came on the day of Pentecost. There's got to be a restoring uh, of the gospel of the kingdom. There's got to be uh, that restoration because uh, that is the only thing that's going to bring the deliverance. That is the only thing uh, that is going to bring the miracles. That is the only thing uh, that can be preached that is going to cause uh, signs and wonders to happen is a gospel of power. Uh, and this is Acts 1 and 3. Uh, and it says, uh, and it's talking about the aside, the disciples gathered themselves together uh, after his ascension. Uh, and it says uh, in Acts 1 and 2, until the day in which he was taken up, uh, after that through the Holy Ghost uh, had given commandment unto his apostles whom he had chosen, uh, whom also he showed himself alive after his passions by many uh, infallible proofs being seen of them forty days and speaking of them things pertaining uh, to the kingdom of God. He was preparing them uh, for the kingdom to come. He was preparing them uh, for that visitation of the kingdom that he had spent uh, those three and a half years on this earth preaching about and ministered about. Uh, he was preparing them, telling them things that would come. Uh, telling, them, uh, telling them things to get ready for the power uh, that was going to come into their lives. That's why he told them in Luke 24 and 49, uh, Tarry ye uh, in Jerusalem until ye be endued with power uh, from on high. Uh, and he's saying the same thing in Acts 1 and 8, but ye shall receive power uh, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses uh, unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Uh, that's what he told them. He said, tarry, uh, tarry, 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 wait, uh, wait for the promise of the Father, which uh, saith he, ye uh, have heard of me. Uh, for John truly baptized you with water uh, unto repentance, uh, but not many days hence ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. That's on up there uh, in Acts 1, probably 4, 5, and 6, somewhere in there. Uh, and he told them, he said, ye uh, shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost uh, is come upon you. And if uh, you want to know what, uh, he said, you shall be witnesses. Hebrews 2 and 4 says, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders uh, and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost uh, according to His own will. Uh, that's exactly what God done. That's exactly what He was telling them. Uh, and when the Holy Ghost came, they came out of that upper room uh, uh, drunk in the Spirit. They came out of that upper room preaching uh, in the tongues of men, every nation that was gathered uh, under heaven heaven there on the day of Pentecost where the Spirit uh, of the Lord had drawn them there. Uh, every nation was gathered there and they did hear in their own native tongue uh, the wonderful works of Christ. The gospel uh, was declared on the day of Pentecost in the native tongue. Uh, and every tongue of those gathered unto Jerusalem uh, for the day of Pentecost which were devout men, Jews from every nation under heaven when the Lord scattered 
them uh, when Nebuchadnezzar overthrew Jerusalem they were scattered uh, across the face of the earth and many of these priests had grew up uh, in a land of captivity in a land of bondage uh, and they had learned the language there they had learned uh, the language of their nativity they still uh, kept their traditions their customs the law to the best uh, of their ability and these priests uh, had gathered in Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost uh, and here God chose uh, here was a chosen generation uh, are you listening to me not just uh, a chosen people but a chosen time a generation uh, can be a period of time of 30 to 40 years uh, or it can be a particular people uh, but this was a chosen people and a chosen generation uh, that God chose to move in on that day of Pentecost uh, and he give the knowledge and understanding uh, of the name of Jesus to be taken back uh, to these nations throughout the world. When God moves, he doesn't do it in a corner. And God is now preparing to do another great and mighty work on the face of the earth. God is getting the people ready and has been. This didn't just happen. This was prepared for hundreds of years. This was prepared. Matter of fact, the Lord uh, dealt with my heart and he said there's things that are happening now that have been predestined and foreordained from the foundation of the world to come forth at this time. And I believe that. This is Brother John Metter. I see that our time is about gone. I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I pray this word's encouraging you. Because we are being prepared for a great and mighty visitation. I've told people for years that there's a visitation of the Holy Ghost that's going to go beyond Pentecost. And uh, what people don't understand, this visitation is going to be different. It's not going to be what happened in the book of Acts. It's going to be uh, some signs of it, but this is going to be greater. This is going to be a greater manifestation, a greater witness, a greater power and authority. Uh, you said, well, Brother Metter, how can that be? See, we only know what we know. We only know what's behind us. There is no precedent. There is nothing ever happened like is happening. There's nothing coming forth like what is coming forth at this time. So God has chosen by His Word and by His Spirit and predestined and foreordained a time of visitation that at this time is going to happen and it's going to go beyond Pentecost. And there's so many people that are talking about a new move of God. They're talking about a new anointing. They're talking about a refreshing but it's not bringing in anything different. This will bring in a different move of God than the world has ever seen. And I want to encourage you to do your best to keep this broadcast on the air. I know many people are listening to this broadcast. I just uh, had to officiate, partially officiated a funeral in North Georgia. And there were many people there that told me we're listening to the broadcast. We're listening uh, to this word and, and you know I encouraged them well write us and tell us let us know because I've told you before there's been times we've come to the place we did not know how we were going to keep the broadcast on the air financially we're just a small church we got a couple of people that really sacrifice 
to help keep this broadcast going. So I want to encourage you, if this is being a blessing to you, if your soul is being fed, then sit down and write us a letter. Send us your prayer request. Uh, send an offering to help keep this broadcast on the air. If you just send 10 or 15 so dollars a month, it would be a great blessing and a great help and a great strength. But all of your donations are tax deductible. We are a non-profit charity. And uh, we are recognized by the federal government as a 501c3. That'll mean something to some of you. Some of you it won't. But write to us at World, W-O-R-L-D Revivals, R-E-V-I-V-A-L-S, P.O. Box 1618, Conyers, that's C-O-N-Y-E-R-S, Georgia, the zip is 30012. Make your donations payable to World Revivals. Include your prayer requests. Tell us what this broadcast is doing for you. You know, it's around this time of year that donations drop off so heavily. But go to our website, mansentfromgod.org, and there you can donate by debit, by PayPal. You can donate by credit card. But stand with us and help us keep this gospel of the kingdom on the air. May God bless you till our next broadcast.